welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. Very excited about today's episode. Ugh, I say this every week. I need to come up with something more original. <laughs> but really, I am. This is an episode that I was going to just skim over some basics. And then I was like, no, screw that. Let's get detailed because I want you guys to take something away from this and like really put it into action. This is a common thread, this metric debacle with all of my clients or any new client I have. Nine times out of 10, people are not tracking metrics at the level that I need to be able to show them how everything is working for them. And I can get a pretty good idea when I start diving in, like looking at what they currently have, looking at their site analytics. But when we start tracking these things month over month and we really see this on a piece of paper, piece of paper being like a Google sheet in this instance, we can really start to paint a picture and really start to tell a story. So today's episode is all about how to remove that guesswork and really just optimize your strategies based on metrics, something that you spend a couple of minutes, maybe half an hour a month doing, updating, really looking at. So I'm going to break everything down today and give you just some really actionable tips. So without further ado, let's dive in. All right, y'all. Metrics are the main character of business success. If we're talking about main characters in business, it's metrics. In mine and my clients' businesses, each month we sit down and we track the metrics for all of the major marketing platforms as well as sales. And what this does is paint a picture of what works, what didn't work, and we read between the lines to decide what we're going to shift for the month or for the quarter to come. And our marketing strategies are based on these metrics. Data numbers, they just, they don't lie. So <laughs> in this episode, I'm going to break out the main marketing metrics that you should be tracking in your business in order to really inform your marketing strategies going forward. And stay tuned to the end of this episode because I have something that will help you do this monthly absolutely for free. I'm giving it away for free. I actually have two things in this episode, but the one at the end you really want. So stay tuned all the way to the end. Poor for more. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to talk about, the first like big marketing avenue is going to be your website. I know. I beat a dead horse with this one. I feel like every episode I'm talking about your website, but we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about those really important metrics in there. Your website is the one piece of space on the internet that you own and you can control the most. So as such, it needs constant assessment and optimization, especially if you're not really seeing any activity there. If you're not seeing form fills or conversions through your site, I'm going to break down the most important metrics to check, what they mean, what this tells you, and how to use that data, what to do with that data. I'm going to be doing that with a couple different categories, but we're starting with your website. So the first thing is going to be sessions. Now, if you have Google Analytics, which you should, I highly recommend that you set up Google Analytics. Very easy to do. Or if your website is like Wix or Squarespace and has analytics built in, you can absolutely get all of these numbers. So the first one's going to be sessions. Sessions are how many people are visiting and what is the frequency. And it's not just people, it's number of times the site's visited. And then what is the frequency? So what this is going to tell you is how well you've done at getting traffic to your site each month. And again, backing up, this is something I want y'all to do monthly. And again, the resource I have at the end is going to help you do that. So stay tuned. <laughs> Anyways, you're going to use this data to optimize how much traffic you're sending using more calls to action to get people on your website. So if you see that your sessions are low, you need to make sure that the following month or the next time you go to do anything with marketing, instead of maybe sending someone to a Flowdesk landing page, why don't you take that landing page and put it on your website? Embed the form from that Flowdesk onto your website and get that site traffic to your site. All right, the next one's going to be bounce rate. Bounce rate is a percentage. The lower it is, the better. 
it tells you how many pages someone's visiting before they leave your site. So if someone just comes to your site and leaves, that's an, a 100% bounce rate if that's one person. So you want multiple people visiting your site and going to more than one page. This basically tells you if your content is resonating or not. Now, if you have a single page website, obviously your bounce rate is going to be 100% because it's one page. But I'm talking about like you have multiple pages. You want people to go through a journey of your website to take action. This tells you if your content's resonating. So if your bounce rate's high, let's say over 50%, use that data to spice up your copy or get them to take action and move to other pages or maybe optimize visuals on your site that excite your visitors and make them want to continue to click through to different pages. Okay, the next one's going to be session duration. This is going to tell you how or if people are reading your content. How much time are they spending on your site? Now, I don't think this is one of the most important metrics, but it is really interesting to see if someone's only on your website for 30 seconds, they're not really resonating with content. I think looking for anything over two minutes is pretty ideal. The next thing is actions taken. So how many form fills, purchases? These are things that maybe your site can't tell you, but you know because you've gotten X amount of inquiries. Maybe your third-party marketing tool like a HoneyBook or a Dubsado is telling you those things. What this does is spits out a conversion rate. And that is like the ultimate goal of a site. So taking your site visits versus conversions, so versus like form fills or purchases, if you blend that number together, you get a percentage you should be tracking that percentage on a monthly basis. So if I have 100 visits to my site and 10 form fills, that's a 10% conversion rate on my site. And that's something I want to try and maintain or grow. The next thing is going to be top five pages. I like to track the top five because it tells you what content is most important to your visitors. I don't usually count the homepage when I'm doing this because of direct visits, not just think people who are typing your URL into their browser. When you know this data month over month, you can use it to optimize the pages that are most visited, especially if you don't have conversions on those pages. Y'all see where I'm going here? (laughs) All right, I have two more for websites. The next one's going to be acquisition. So this tells you where your site traffic is coming from. And based on this data, you can use this to optimize how people are getting to your site. So let's just say you want to incorporate Google Ads and you can start to see like, okay, majority of my traffic is coming from Google Ads. Maybe I want to invest more money into that. Let's say that your search traffic's really low. Maybe then you want to invest more money into or more time into SEO optimizing your site or SEO optimizing your blog so that people can search for you, find you, click on your site, and travel around. The last one, which is actually my last point, is referral sources. So sometimes you'll see referral in your analytics. What does that mean? This tells you what other websites are referring in traffic to yours. So let's just say, for example, at Brand Good Time, we build websites. And at the bottom of the websites, we usually have something called site credit. If they click site credit, it goes to our site. So technically, that site who has the site credit in their footer is a referral source for us. We're also listed on Show It's website as a Show It design partner. And we get a ton of referral traffic from there every month because people are clicking our picture on that site and coming to our site. They're traveling there because it's a referred piece of traffic. So Really understanding where your referral traffic is coming from can help you leverage more traffic or add in more referral sources. Okay, so that's going to wrap up websites. I'm going to just real quickly run through again what you should be tracking, what's the most important to look at month over month. Sessions, bounce rate, session duration, how many actions were taken, what are the top five pages, acquisition, how are they acquired, and your top referral source. The next one we're going to go into here is email. I love email because it gives you a lot of information. 
You can see how quickly someone opens an email. You can see what actions they're taking. You can see what emails they open, what emails they don't. You get a lot of information. So there's a couple things that I think are really important to track here, some that you may not be thinking of. So I'm going to dive in. It's just a few. So the first one is open rates. Open rates are not the most important, but you do want to kind of maintain a certain amount of open rate for your email list. And what this does is tell you if your subject line is working or if you're straight up going to spam. Now, my tip for this is to play with different subject lines. Don't be afraid to do something called A-B testing, which means you take half your list and send them one subject line and half your list and send them the other subject line and compare the subject lines, compare the open rates on those and see like what were people resonating with the most and use that to inform how you were going to do your subject lines going forward. Does a short subject line work? Does a long subject line work? Do people like when you use emojis? Really have fun. Play with it. The next thing, and this is probably the most important, is your click-through rate, especially if you are trying to get someone to take an action. I always, always, always recommend driving traffic to your site through your emails. And even if that means that you're linking your website in the footer or linking a page to your site in the PS line, your click-through rate tells you if your calls to action are important enough for them to give a crap about taking action. So my tip for this is play around. Usually above the fold of an email before you have to start scrolling, if there is any sort of call to action in your email, find a way to fit it in higher up on that email. Get them to take action sooner. I also love adding calls to action to the PS line because I'm one of those types of people who usually will scroll all the way to the end of an email. I don't know why. I like to read bottom up. I like to skim. But the PS line always grabs my attention because it's usually like a too long didn't read or I'm about to announce this. And I typically take more action there, and I've seen that with a lot of other people too. So grabbing them at the top or grabbing them at the bottom. The next thing I want you to track is your email with your highest open rate and why. So with this, what is the highest open rate? Document that. And why was it the highest open rate? What was the subject of the email? What was the contents of the email? The next is your highest click-through rate. Why was it your highest click-through rate? What was the click-through rate? How can you repeat this going forward? And when you start to analyze these things, you'll see trends and you'll see what your audience resonates with. You'll see how they're taking action and then you can use that more in your further efforts. So that covers email. I have two more. (laughs) The next one is sales. Okay, so you might be thinking like, Lauren, sales is not marketing. Yes, they are not. But you know what? They work really well together. And how do you know if your marketing efforts are working? if you're not also tracking your sales efforts and if you're not also putting an effort into the integrity of your sales. So here are the things that are really important to track and where you can also draw lines to your other efforts, your website efforts, your social media efforts, and your email marketing efforts. So the first thing I like to track are the leads acquired. How many leads did you acquire? Now, I do have a freebie for this. It's the Lucrative Lead Tracker. This helps you track every single time you have a lead, you go put it in this tracker. I personally use one every single month. It's not in the same iteration. I use it in like my project management system, but you can absolutely take this template, this Google Sheet, and iterate it into your project management system because it is such a foolproof process to making sure that you are tracking your leads and know what is going on with them and that any don't fall through the cracks. So off my high horse there, but leads acquired is going to tell you, is your marketing funneling in traffic? The next is going to be quality sales conversations. Now, of the traffic that is being funneled in, who are you getting on the phone with? Who are you emailing with? Who made it into your client management system and who's receiving proposals? 
if those numbers are very low, then it's time to go back to the drawing boards on your marketing efforts and how you're driving traffic and what your calls to action look like. The next thing is going to be how many proposals did you send? This is also important because it gives you a conversion rate on sales conversation on leads acquired. Then I want you to look at how many leads did you lose? So how many leads did not get a proposal or a sales conversation? This is also important to figure out where are you losing them? And then with that, what is the number one reason that you lost those leads? You may be like, that's really negative to look at, but it tells you something. So if someone's ghosting you, okay, well, there's something in your sales process that needs assessing if you're getting a lot of people ghosting you. There's something in your marketing process that needs adjusting if budget's an issue. If a big reason why you're not signing clients and they're saying it's because of budget, it might be because you're not marketing on the right platform where your ideal client who can afford you really is. So sales really tells you a lot. Then I want you to write down how many closed leads. How many leads did you take and push all the way through your sales funnel and close? This is going to tell you leads acquired versus closed, what your conversion rate is there. And then lastly, at the end of the day, the most important thing is your number of sales or your dollars of sales. And you can really break this out by like different product. That's definitely like a bonus point thing. Or you have a bookkeeper, like my bookkeeper does this for me. So when she sends me my reports, this is something I put right into my lead tracker to see, okay, here's how many sales I got. And here was the breakout of the products and services. All right, guys. So that's going to be for sales. Again, leads acquired, quality sales conversations, proposals sent, number of lost leads, what was the lost lead reason, what was the number of closed sales, and what was the dollar of sales. I cannot wait for you guys to see this all laid out, by the way, because it's going to make so much sense too, like just visually seeing it. And then you're going to become a data junkie like me because it's going to excite you putting it out there that that's how you'll feel. (laughs) Okay, guys, the last one here, and I have this as like a maybe, like it's literally a question mark on my outline. Maybe social media No, it's definitely important to track any of the efforts you're doing, but social media, we track all these efforts every month and I just kind of like, eh, okay. It depends on the business, obviously, but I view social media as a driver of traffic to your middle of funnel tactics. And those are the things that are like your website, your email list. Social media is a way to get more visible and then you want to drive that visibility to take action. So we often run campaigns, as we all do, on social media. Sometimes we go some level of viral. You can attribute spikes in traffic to your website to spikes in traffic on social, but what I don't want you to do is this. I don't want you to get caught up in going viral. Going viral is not a marketing strategy. So if we're breaking that down into what metrics you should really track, I don't want to know how many views you got on a video or how many likes you got on a video. What we want to know is what is the number of engaged accounts or engagements? total. So likes, views, comments. What is that total volume? Because typically you'll see a correlation in volume to something, but if you go viral, that doesn't necessarily always mean that you're getting put right in front of your ideal client. So engaged accounts and engagements. The next thing is number of published posts. This also tells a lot. So volume, if you're posting once one month, and the same goes for emails, if you're posting or emailing once one month and then six times the next month, you are absolutely going to see a differentiator in accounts reached and engagements. You're just going to see that difference. So really what this metric does is just show you your consistency month over month. And in my opinion, this just holds you accountable to keep showing up. (laughs) Then your most successful post per platform and why. 
Why was it the most successful? What was the sentiment of that post? Again, what this does is puts back in your head, because I can't tell you what I posted three months ago. This puts back in your head the type of content that resonates with your audience so that you can do more of that. All of this almost becomes a subconscious effort, especially if you have a team and the team is involved in this. Like my team who creates our marketing is involved in the reporting process because it helps them decide what is going to come next in the marketing, in the types of content we put out. And the last thing is demographics. Most social platforms will break down what is the age range, male or female, where do they live, time zones. These things are very important when creating content to understand a little bit more who is actually engaging with your content, absorbing your content. So that is going to wrap up the four big categories I really think that are the most important to track in order to inform your marketing strategies. And just to recap, it has to do with your website, your email, your sales, and maybe social media. So if you're wondering how to track all this, I have something called my sales and metrics mothership. (laughs) It is a Google Sheet dashboard that has basically this entire podcast outlined in terms of metrics. It is something I use with every single client, whether you do a strategy with me, an audit with me, like you get a copy of this. So I'm going to give this out to you guys to use. And the lead tracker will also be in my show notes, which is a way of you clearly understanding what's happening in your business with your leads. Both of these are going to give you so much information to run with and really know what to do next in your business. So again, grab both of those in my show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are someone who does this, fills it out, and just still needs help and guidance, I do offer audits. That is like definitely an entry-level way to work with me to just help you see what is going on in your business. Where do you have some areas for improvement in your marketing to kind of help drive some more sales for you? And if you're interested in knowing how those audits work, I actually did an episode with Amanda Garasio. You can go look for that on the show. It was last week's episode, which would have been episode 64. So go back and check that out if you are interested in how those audits work because you can get just a clear picture of that. If you do an audit with me, we hop on a Zoom call. We go through all of the improvements I think you should make based on metrics that I dig up for your brand. So definitely check that out and I will leave information in my show notes for the audit if you are interested in something like that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The next episode, you're in for a good one. It's not going to be as business related, a little more fun on this one. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in and I will see you on the next one.